Today we're talking to Megan Howard about content fatigue. Oh, you've experienced it. Let's see how you can deal with it. Now it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time! It's time for the Lion Sidekick Podcast! <laughs> Hello, heroes. I'm Tom Pounder, and this is the YM Sidekick Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk to ministry leaders about digital tools and trends that are happening around the world and how we can apply it into our ministry context. And I'm really excited today for our interview with Megan Howard. Megan is a good friend of mine who has been on the podcast numerous times. And today we're going to talk about content fatigue. Content fatigue is something that we've all experienced, especially recently, because when the coronavirus first hit months ago, people were producing a bunch of content and therefore you were consuming a bunch of content. So whether you really realized it or not, you were experiencing content fatigue. You were just inundated with so much content, you didn't know how to process it all and deal with it. So how do you really effectively deal with content fatigue? That's why Megan's on the podcast with me today. So I'm really excited about our conversation as we talk about how you can effectively deal with content fatigue today and frankly, every day that you're you're feeling that content fatigue. So without any further ado, let's get in the interview right now with Megan Howard and how to deal with content fatigue. All right, with me right now is my friend, Megan Howard. Megan, how are you? I'm doing all right, Tom. That's good. How is things in uh, Ohio? How are things in Ohio? Uh, well, we are. So at this point in May, it's May 20th currently, uh, when we are recording this, um, we are about 90%, 95% opened up uh, from uh, the coronavirus standpoint. So I think we've got a lot of mixed feelings with uh, how people are. Some, some are liking it and some are still pretty hesitant. Yeah, this is, uh, it's definitely a very interesting uh, thing for sure. Um, and every area, it's kind of funny because I've been talking to different people from all over the country and every area is in different stages. Again, we're, we're a little bit behind you in Virginia. We're behind you and where we are in our phases. We haven't even gotten to phase one yet, although we will be there, I think, in the next few days. So um, it, it's very interesting uh, how this has impacted all the communities and impacted the world. Um, before we get into what we want to talk about, again, just highlight for people uh, where you're at, what you do. Um, yeah, go from there. So I'm in Fairborn, Ohio, which is about, um, it's right outside of Dayton, Ohio, uh, if anybody's familiar with that. So I have uh, kind of two roles. I'm a bivocational pastor. Um, my 40-hour-a-week job, essentially, is I'm the communications manager for the city of Fairborn, um, and then I'm also the uh, one of the pastors on staff at Fairborn United Methodist Church, um, and I preach every Sunday, lead worship, but I also do all of our digital content. And you do, I mean, again, I, I, you, we talked before, one of our podcasts we did a while back was you shared about your bivocationalness and, and how you juggle. I can't imagine how you're juggling what you're doing right now, considering <laughs> your role. How do, how do you stay sane considering your role? Uh, it's a, uh, I'm still trying to figure that one out. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's only by the grace of God that I haven't gone insane yet. So, yeah. Um, well, well, let's talk about it because again, you're a content creator and uh, you provide a ton of content for the city okay. and for the church. Uh, so let's talk about t content fatigue. Okay. Yeah. I, I love when we were talking about this topic, 
uh, before we got on. I was really excited about it because, again, the great thing about, uh, it's, there's not great, a lot of great things about the coronavirus and everything like that, but what it has done is it's really mobilized a lot of people and it's gotten people energized, especially from an online perspective. Like my, my father, who's older, um, he is now doing Zoom calls uh, yeah. and he's doing, using a lot of technology. So it's really cool to see a lot of the different generations using technology and getting a bunch of different content from different sources. However, that can create content fatigue, as we were yeah. talking about. So talk to me about content fatigue from, from your perspective, you being the provider. How are, how are you dealing with content fatigue or how are you experiencing it? And then how are you dealing with it? Yeah. So, you know, just to kind of preface, you know, content fatigue is when there is basically so much information out there, you don't have time to process it all. And it's just kind of this vicious cycle that you can get into and eventually you just get tired. You get fatigued with all the content that's out there. So from a content provider standpoint, uh, what can happen then is you burn out, um, which, uh, you know, looking at a lot of the groups, communication groups that I'm on, you know, I, I've slowly seen this happen and it's even happened to me a couple of times with this whole thing. There's just, there's this constant need, uh, especially when things change on a daily basis, it feels like to push out information. And, you know, when we're constantly viewing all of it, it just, it just becomes so, so much. And so, you know, for me, I've had, there've been moments when at five o'clock, um, when my city job ends, I, I shut things off, um, because I need to, uh, you know, I, I know I need to get church stuff out there at times. Um, but I know if I'm feeling content fatigued and burnt out by this, I know our people are too. Um, yeah. and so it's, it's gotta be a, a fine, a fine balance with it all. Yeah, I've created a bunch of unhealthy habits right now, honestly, with, with me as because I, I produce a lot of content with the student ministry that I'm doing and also the online stuff that we're doing at our church. And um, I'm constantly looking at my phone and to the point where I'll look, I'll put it, my phone down, less than five minutes later, I'll look again and thinking that there's new content because early on, like there was so much content happening so quickly. I remember in, in Virginia, our governor, on Wednesday, it, they, we were in this phase. Then on Thursday, we were on that phase. And then on Friday, we were in a completely different phase. We went from being kind of open as a church to not being able to be open at all so quickly in a matter of 36 to you know 48 hours. And it, it was just a lot. So you're pushing out a lot of content. You're getting a lot of content which is overwhelming. And then you have to be responsible for pushing it out. Um, okay. Talk to me. Do you really disconnect? Like, do you turn off your phone? Do you turn off your computer? Like, what do you do? How do you, how do you disconnect? How does Megan disconnect? Uh, I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's, I don't, I guess I wouldn't say I, nothing gets turned off. Um, and you know, again, it's a work in progress, but you know, my disconnect is I'll cook dinner. Um, I'll sit and just watch a TV show with my kids. Um, you know, they're, they're doing homeschool stuff. So it's, you know, they've got stuff they've got to work on and, and I'll just shut everything off and, and deal with that. Um, but unfortunately, because of what we do for a living, it is very hard to disconnect. Yeah. Um, you know, but we need to, uh, and you know, I was reading something the other day about this. When we don't, the content that we push out is impacted. And so it can be more detrimental if we don't take care of ourselves um, when we have content fatigue from this standpoint. 
um, because the content that we're pushing out, it's just to check a box and get it done, um, which is, which is a problem. Uh, and that kind of opened my eyes a little bit to say, okay, what can I do to just take a step back um, so that my content is as good as it needs to be. Um, and I'm not, you know, wanting to bite somebody's head off because they asked a dumb question, um, <laughs> you know, or, you know, we're just trying to get answers that, that we don't currently have. Um, you know, so it's take a walk outside, just mm-hmm. get away for a minute from it all. Um, but that I think is important is that the content that we want to produce, especially in the church, you know, when it is important information, not that the other isn't, but you know, when it's kingdom stuff, we want to make sure that it's the best that we can give and we can't give the best that we can give when we are fatigued on the other side. This is awesome because I completely agree with you. I think in an ideal world, we want to disconnect. And we, when we think of disconnect, we think we got to turn off our phones, turn off our computers and everything. And there, there is an element of that for sure. Um, but where I found myself was that I found myself at nine o'clock in the evening time, um, like feeling guilty that I wasn't working at nine o'clock at night when I had been working all day. And, um, and I felt guilty. I'm like, I need to be doing this. I need to be pushing out this content. I need to be pushing out this video. I need to create this thing. And it was so unhealthy that even again, when I was watching TV, I felt guilty. I had to have my computer in front of me um, while I was watching TV to be producing content. Like I have to, one of the things I've discovered about myself is I actually have to take walks now. Um, I have, I mean, and I'm, I'm a jogger and actually I'm not even really a good jogger, but I jog. That's how one of my exercises, but I literally take about two walks a day, one in the morning time and one in the evening time, just to get out and get some fresh air and get out there. Because if you don't, and if you're constantly in your computer on your phone, you're going to, you're going to hurt. And, uh, and I know I'm not sleeping well either. And that's another side effect of just constantly working. So you have to take care of yourself for that very reason that you said. Yeah. And it's, it's hard. I mean, especially now when we're all working at home, I had a friend tell me, she's like, I work more now than I do when I'm at work. She said, because there's no check in and check out. I'm, I'm at home and it's always work because this is where work is right now. And um, so I think we need to be even more cognizant of the fact that we, we have to take time to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, I know you're a runner, so have you been running a lot, or, or how are you doing with that? Uh, I have not, and unfortunately, uh, it was either cold uh, or raining. Um, we've had an enormous amount of rain in Ohio uh, these past couple months, so it's virtually impossible, it feels like. Um, and just because of life and schedules, uh, you know, kids being at home all the time, it's just, it makes it even harder. So I have not, and my body's telling me that it doesn't like me for that. <laughs> oh, I, I completely get it. Okay, so you have to take care of yourself as a content provider. But now as we're pushing out content to those, especially let's take the, your church position and we'll talk about it from a church perspective. Yep. You know, the constant need when I know that when this all happened, we went, uh, we did a quick rush to, okay, we've got to get everything online. We've got to update everybody on what's happening Um, And we've got to do all this online stuff. So therefore we have to tell everybody about that. And we've got to get on social media. We've got to get on emails and tell everyone we've got to text people. We've got to create all these videos and we're pushing, pushing, pushing content. What does that do to the parishioner or the the person in the congregation when we're constantly pushing out that content? It is overwhelming to them. 
Yes. Um, especially when we know there are people that aren't used to being online who are now all of a sudden online. Um, they're getting all of this information at once and it is literally content overload. Um, and, you know, we keep seeing in some of our groups that we're in, you know, hey, have you seen a dip in online worship attendance? And, you know, there was a huge rush at the very beginning because everybody was wanting to see what it was about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I think I think we're slowly seeing the effects of that that content fatigue from their side um, as we do see some of those things kind of lapse. Um, you know, just again, that they are consuming as much as we are pushing out. Yeah. Well, and because uh, you had said this uh, off before we started recording, but I think before we started recording, whatever, but you had said that um, because we're pushing out this content, but so are, so is every other company and so many people. So they're not just getting emails from you as a church, uh, which you could be doing way too much than you normally do, but they're getting emails from Pepsi Cola. They're getting from the hotels they've stayed at before. They're getting a plethora of emails. So how do you determine what content you should be pushing out and how, how do you balance all that stuff? So I know for us, you know, I want less is more at this point. Um, I, I, I used to post if like probably twice a day um, on all of our channels, well, at least Facebook and Twitter, because that's what we use the most. And uh, there are moments I do every other day um, mm. just to lessen it. And when I do make them, it's an intentional post, purposeful. Uh, you know, whether it's about upcoming, you know, service opportunities, uh, this is where we want you to connect with our community, um, or just a fun, hey, lighthearted, how are you doing? You know, what's your favorite ice cream flavor? You know, whatever those engagement posts are. But I've shifted completely um, just just to lessen the noise um, that's out there because there's, there's so much. I Tom, I have emails from companies that I subscribe to that I didn't even remember subscribing to. Like, <laughs> apparently I did, you know, 10 years ago, and now they decided to send me an email to tell me their, you know, new plan. Uh, you know, and it's just little things like that, that if we can lessen, you know, the content, just to ease some of that, uh, the content that we then do produce, um, in my opinion, will be more valuable because it's not something they keep seeing all the time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, uh, it's like the person that never talks, but when they do, they, they say something really good and intelligent and you want to make sure you hear it. Um, you know, sometimes we don't have to do all the talking, but when we do, we need to make sure that it's, it's worth worthwhile. So what have you found then to be an appropriate balance then in like, are, are like for like in the height of the, the pandemic, what were you producing like email wise? And then what are you producing now? Like, were you like my church, we were producing emails every day, sometimes multiple times a day, which was just so overwhelming. Um, And what have you found to be like the right balance between like videos that you're producing and sharing that out or even emails or social media posts? What's a good balance for you right now? That's a good question. Um, and I don't even know that we have a good balance. We do about one, one email a week and we only ever used to do it the most. Oh, well, even during this, we only did maybe three or four, which was a lot for us to produce. Yeah. Um, I think, it, you know, typically we do about two a week, just depending on what the information is. But um, I think we're at one and it's just a, a huge, Hey, this is what's happened. These are what things have changed. And it usually happens later in the week only because by the end of the week, most things that have changed will have happened by then. 
Um, yeah. and we don't have to, you know, say, okay, well, we said this yesterday, but now this has changed. So we have to alter this. Yeah. Um, and really the same thing on social media. I mean, it's, again, I've, I've gone less and, you know, the old adage is, well, your algorithm's going to suffer and your content's not going to be seen. Uh, and I've not seen that be the case. Um, you know, again, if, if people will engage with their stuff, if what you have out is quality content, uh, not how many times you put it out there, but uh, so I don't, I don't know that I have a good answer for the balance. Other than well, no, but, but I, I, I think you're right on, on that in the sense of you have to be smart in wh what you're sharing. You can't be reactionary. I don't think. Right. And I think a lot of what my church and other churches were doing at least initially was we were reacting to the news and we had to felt, we felt like that we had to get on this. And honestly, people saw it as an opportunity to connect mm -hmm. with people and so they're like, we've got to get this out there. We've got to get this out there. And I think if we're just patient and we're just steady and, and, and balance it right, I think we can, again, produce the quality content that is out there rather than rushing to get content out there just to get content out there. Right. Again, it doesn't matter if you're producing content if it, if it sucks. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, so, and then someone will look at your video and say, wow, this is not very good. I'm not going to watch this again, you know? And so, um, it, are you guys doing any kind of video, uh, like devotionals or video reflections that you've been optimizing more in this time period than you were before? Um, we have not necessarily for social. We have, um, like our other pastors doing zoom video Bible studies. Um, so I mean, we're, we're starting to kind of shift knowing that we're not going to be back for a while um, to more community building opportunities that way. Um, but we've not, we've not done a whole lot. And our, again, our, our people are very flexible and, you know, realize that he and I both work other jobs and, uh, you know, if they, if they need something in that regard, they, they kind of call and ask us, but um, we do a lot of Sunday morning, you know, I produce all of our videos for Sunday morning and record them, edit them, upload them. Uh, but, but again, it's, it's, it's a weird moment of life and yeah. um, it's just trying to figure out how to live into that weird moment and do the best you can. What has been one positive thing that you've come out of this time period thinking, again, it doesn't have to be a digital thing. It doesn't have to be a content thing, but what is one positive thing that you've seen uh, God do or something that happens in your community that you're really excited about? So I have enjoyed um, anytime I have shared our Sunday morning worship services um, and everybody's watching. It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, and I, I've been able to reconnect with people who I was, you know, a pastor at other churches before, mm. um, you know, and they've, they've watched us and they've been a part of what we're doing. And, um, we've had online services for a while. Um, but you know, because everybody else is at church, they don't get to see it. And so right. it's, it's been really neat to see people that I'm friends with who may never go to church. Um, they, they said, Hey, we caught your, your service and it was what we needed to hear. Mm. Um, and, and so for me, it makes all the, hours waiting for YouTube to upload a video worth it. <laughs> um, you know, and I think, I think another thing that I've, I've seen, not necessarily church related, but um, especially within our own community is just the sense of caring for other people. Um, like our, our teachers here are amazing. 
Um, and they have gone above and beyond anything uh, to care for their students. We had a preschool teacher um, who made sure that her preschool students got to graduate. Mm -hmm. And so she had individually, she had 13 kids, she had individually uh, went to their houses and had a graduation ceremony. Uh, and then she had a friend that just happened to be uh, kind of sheltering in place here in Ohio from New York. He's a photographer and he did preschool graduation photos of oh. all of them. Um, you know, and it's just those little ways that, that people are thinking outside the box, which mm -hmm. I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, and, and learning different ways and creative ways to care for people and uh, to, to show each other that, you know, they matter too. It's, it's been fun to watch and see. Yeah, and see, I think even if I want to bring this back to the whole content creation thing and, and whatnot, again, you can create all this content and push it out, push it out, push it out. But the reality is, I mean, and those are helpful things and they're important things to do. But the relational aspect of, of ministry and seeing communities come together, um, you know, I'm, I'm reading a book right now on uh, visual intelligence. It's weird, but I'm just about just seeing things that are happening that you didn't normally see just because you were too busy. Yeah. And I think part of what this has helped me do, even though I hate being stuck at home a lot, um, is that I go on walks and I, I, I look around and I look around and I spend time. I, I've noticed more people in my community over the last two months than I have ever. And I've lived in this community for 15 years. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, I've, I've had more conversations, albeit social distance conversations, right. but more conversations with people. And I see people caring for each other. I see like what you said, people uh, thinking outside the box and it's still again god moves in great ways and he moves through relationships in so many powerful ways and so i think that's been really fun for me to see as well yeah and that you know it's a difference in perspective right mm -hmm. i mean it's and sometimes we need a, a different perspective in order to see things the way that they need to be seen yeah um, so i think through all of this it's it's definitely changed my perspective on many things um and I don't know that I would have got the same perspective had this not happened. Yeah. If, if that, yeah. So there, there's a lot of great valuable lessons here uh, that we can learn if we just take the time to really kind of reflect on. I hope people who are listening are reflecting on, uh, on things like this and slowing down and not feeling the rush that they have to produce content and share and go crazy and work, work, work that they can take time and, watch a movie and not feel guilty, you know, and spend yeah. time with their kids and not feel like they're missing out on something else that is happening in, in some other place. So, um, and, you know, to add to that, yeah, the world will still turn. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Life, life will continue if we take a break and it's okay. Exactly. Right. I mean, again, uh, that's exactly right. I'm not even going <laughs> to add on to that. <laughs> It's so it's so true. So, um, well, Megan, this was fantastic talking with you. I always love talking with you. Um, what? How can people connect with you? I know you're on social media, um, and you know. So, how can people connect with you? I'm on the Twitters at Twitter. Rev Howard. The Twitters at Rev Howard eighteen, um, and I'm just Megan Howard on Facebook. Uh, if you want to listen to a podcast that me and a good friend of mine have, it's two church girls and a microphone. Uh, pretty fun. We try to do it every once in a while. But. Yeah, I, I mean, you guys are great. <laughs> you guys are great. Um, uh, I will have all those links in the show notes. But uh, have you guys been recording lately? 
Uh, we have not just because life has happened. So yeah, but we're trying. Okay. But there's a plethora of uh, episodes down there, and they, you guys do record. So, I mean, you yeah. know, you, you keep subscribing to it. Um, I'll have all those links on there. And, again, uh, Megan is on Twitter, which is, again, my personal favorite. So I think yes. you know, everyone should be on Twitter. Yes, I agree. <laughs> so, all right, Megan, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Tom, thank you. It's a pleasure. All right, so there you have it, Megan Howard. It's great talking with her. And here's the deal. Again, a lot of us are have one job, you know, and uh, a lot of us who are listening to this podcast, well, I think a lot of us have one job. Um, she's got multiple jobs, and she's producing two completely different pieces of content, one for the uh, church, one for the city. And so she understands the content fatigue. She understands producing so much content that it's overwhelming for people, and it's overwhelming for the people producing the content. Uh, and so the question is, how do you effectively deal with content fatigue? She talked about a few different things that she does. I talked about how I go on walks and I have to shut my computer. The reality is you can overwhelm yourself. You can burn out yourself by just go, go, going all the time. Uh, and while things may, we may have shifted into this new normal where we're at right now compared to where Megan and I were recording this episode back in May, it's still very dangerous, and if you don't watch yourself, you're going to burn out, and you're going to burn out the people you're trying to communicate the vital information to. Not just vital information of like what's happening and what, when is it, but really important information like how do you become a disciple or, or great things that are, are happening, great stories that are happening. People are, are going to overlook it and miss it because they've experienced so much content, and uh, they're experiencing that content fatigue. So I'm curious to see what you're doing and how you're dealing with content fatigue and what you're doing there. Let's get online. Go to Twitter. Hit me up at TA Pounder. I would love to carry this conversation online with you uh, and we can help each other. I I would love to learn from you and as as well as we can all learn from each other. So get online and let's do that today. All right, heroes. Well, that wraps it up for another episode of the YM Sidekick Podcast. Thanks so much for joining me. Go to iTunes and subscribe to this. Spotify and subscribe to it. You can go to YM Sidekick and subscribe to this as well. Uh, so go to YM Sidekicks where I got all the, the all the blogs and podcasts and vlogs there as well. I'm working on some new vlogs as well, so that should be pretty cool there. Uh, but also go to the Digital Bootcamp Facebook group. It's a opportunity for all ministers to get together and learn digital tools and trends that are happening around the world, and we apply it into our ministry context, and we just learn from each other. It's a great Facebook community, so we'd love for you to be a part of that. Again, you can go to uh, Facebook for that, or you can just go to ymsidekick.com, and I've got a link there to the digital bootcamp. All right, heroes, well, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a great rest of the day, and until next time, have a great one.